This hour of the Bill Meyer Show podcast is made possible by Clouser Drilling. Clouser Drilling is proud to sponsor the show. We appreciate them, too. If you need to drill for water, be sure to call Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. ClouserDrilling.com. Bob Shan suggested welcome back for the, yeah, the first show of 2024. And we welcome back Dr. Powers, too. Dennis Powers, retired professor of business law at Southern Oregon University. Doc, welcome back. DennisPowersBooks.com. Of course, the author of Where Past Meets Present. That's what we always call this Monday segment, except it's on Tuesday this year. Welcome back here, Doc. Good to hear from you. Always, my friend, it is always a pleasure. And hello, America. This is really great. Uh, And it's always a pleasure to be into 2024, uh, and uh, it's just my pleasure to continue on with you as we have. I always learn something every single time we get together. There's different things you bring out, and I say, oh, so that's what's going on. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get into <laughs> some of the uh, harder news at first, but here it is, day after New Year's. You hear all this talk about resolutions. I'm not a particularly good uh, New Year's resolution type guy, are you? I don't know if you get into that or not, a lot. Oh, actually, that's a that's a very good issue, especially with all of your listeners as to, uh, you know, what about resolutions? Do we go into them? Uh, as for me, I remember, you know, years ago, uh, I wanted to have a book published. But then what I learned on my resolution was just say, I will try harder to get a book published rather than <laughs> I will get a book published. <laughs> now, you know what uh, the Yoda philosophy from Star Wars would say? We don't try. We do. You know, that kind of thing. But uh, but anyway, that's that's uh, in the George Lucas ecosphere, you know, as it and, were. In the ecosphere, I got to tell you, uh, you know, for a number of us, uh, you know, Yoda is there. Uh, I wish I could mimic it over the air, but uh, that was a good job that you did. Yeah, try my best here. <laughs> you know, Doc, the, the funny thing is, though, in fact, you wrote me a post for this morning because we always like to talk about something historical. And this is not just for the Rogue Valley, but for everywhere. But uh, the New Year's resolutions are about self-improvement. You know, we promise to be better people, doing something good or ending something bad. You know, that has been affecting our life. And, you know, but there's actually a long history of this within the culture, within uh, within not not America, but just the entire world, too. And I was wondering if you could kind of explain a little bit of how far back this tradition goes. Oh, you know, that's very true. Uh, And, uh, you know, there are a number of of us that do uh, make resolutions. Uh, The uh, key, it goes back over 4,000 years ago, which really surprised me when I got into it. Uh, Went back to the uh, Babylonians in 2000 BC. And this is really interesting to me because they began their new year, what's now uh, late March, uh, when spring began and crops were planted, and this celebration lasted for 11 days. But they made promises, I love this, 4,000 years ago, to pay back debts and to return borrowed objects. And back then, I guess that would mean you'd return the <laughs> borrowed farm equipment, right? You know, you borrowed the rake or the uh, scythe or whatever the case might be, and you had to hand it back, right, during the new year. So that's, that's right, and I could even just see here in the United States in America in pioneer days, you know, where they'd say, uh, well, Sid, uh, yeah, I should return that horse, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, you should, Sid. Return that horse. And, Please do it, and then the Romans, uh, do it right away. The Romans continued it, and this is what really stood out, because about 2,200 years ago, 
the Roman Senate came there, and what they did is they named the first month after their mythical king of early Rome, Janus, uh, which is where January came from. Now, isn't Janus like the two-faced, you know, the two-faced god, right, Janus? Absolutely right. One at the front, one at the back, Mm -hmm. uh, with a a face looking both ways. It is a perfect political representation, isn't it? (laughs) That should be the god of politics, be Janus, right, (laughs) two-faced. That's that's right, and actually, uh, here we might... uh, uh, Put it a little different to where uh, it looks both left and right okay. at the same time. Oh, the Uniparty. After, there we go. The Uniparty. You know, after after mm-hmm. I've listened to a number of politicians, uh, it kind of depends on the issue. Uh, in medieval days, the knights took a peacock vow. God, I'd love to see some of our politicians a, do that. A, a peacock. What is a peacock vow? What did the knights do? They would actually place their hands on a peacock mm-hmm. and vow to always live up, uh, Bill, to their commitment to chivalry. Oh, uh, okay. But th- I think that's the reason why peacock was also uh, a-, a delicacy in those days, because I wonder what happens afterwards. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering about that, too. You place your hands <laughs> on the peacock, you resolve to be uh, chivalrous, and then you have the peacock for dinner. Why not, right? Uh, especially after the peacock turns around and bites the hand that feeds it. At, so, <laughs> <laughs> that's another story, I guess, here, right? <laughs> yeah. But the, the over uh, the, the several centuries, let's say here in the United States, it used to be where the typical teenage girl's resolution was on good approaches. Uh, less self-centered. But by the end of the 20th century, it was on good looks, improving body hairstyle, makeup, yeah, and only wear fattish clothing. Uh, but, you know, it's... It's, 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 it's a little bit thin gruel, though, wouldn't you say? <laughs> that kind of a, a New Year's resolution? <laughs> yeah, that, that's very true. And, and uh, you know, the success rate is the, the majority, the great majority uh, uh, are, are failed to be kept. However, for those of you who do make resolutions, uh, the, the confidence factor is when you go ahead and make small goals something like achievable than, yeah yeah instead of losing one pound a week uh, you know just say that rather than promising to lose weight one of the most important uh, aspects of keeping a resolution anytime you want to change a bad habit from what i've read the general response to the general technique is that you have to be able to keep at it at least three weeks maybe even a little bit more than three weeks in order to vanquish a bad habit and implant a new positive habit so that's something to keep in mind you give up after a week you haven't even really tried yet it takes a while to uh, reprogram us i guess yeah yeah and that that time factor is important uh you know along with uh you know focusing on a positive like interest Mm -hmm. instead of what you can't control uh like random acts of kindness Uh, one thing i learned from judy for example uh, is that uh, uh, when we have an infrequent trip uh, where we're driving by uh, a, a, a food place like, like Burger King or mm-hmm. Taco Bell, and, and, the, and the individual there is really giving good service. They're smiling, and to go ahead and just to tip a dollar, for example, just saying, I appreciate what you're doing, and just watching uh, their uh, uh, life brighten as a as distinct, my friend, from being stopped 
at a corner and a homeless person comes in, uh, giving that one bill is just something like putting it into a slot machine. Yeah, it does seem that way. And yet I'll admit to have, uh, having helped people down on their luck like that. I'm sure you have to. We, we, we've all done it. And I think we have to, uh, well, we have to follow where the spirit leads us in some cases. Although I have to tell you, I, I was mentioning this on Facebook a, a couple weeks back, though, and uh-huh. right before there's this guy that is always out on the uh, corner by the Fred Meyer in South Medford. No, not not South Medford, the North Medford exit, you know, on exit 30. Oh, and I think his, I've seen him. Yeah, his name is Nathan. He says, my name is Nathan. I had a stroke, right? And so he's looking for donations. You know, he's, he's doing the panhandling there, going, you know, throughout the traffic. I know you're not supposed to do it, but I, I think there's a lot of this. Medford police have uh, have more important things to go after, I think, most of the time. Yeah, like uh, people stealing drugs from the hospital system. But we'll talk about that here just a little bit, okay? Oh, that's a big one, Bill. And yeah. you know, you're right because of, uh, of that. If you see a situation, uh, you know, it's, it's a you know, you can tell there's a family or there's something involved. You know, they're they're there. They're they're polite. There's something there. Yes, uh, you know, I have done that. Yeah, we all have. But my thing is, is that when I saw Nathan the other day, he's begging for money. He said, I had a stroke, right? But he's sitting there smoking cigarettes. He's smoking cigarettes (laughs) as he's holding the the sign up. And there's a part of me that wanted to say, Nathan, you know, if you're marketing your homelessness and you're trying to get some people to donate, one of the worst things I think you can do is smoke cigarettes because you're you're indicating that you can spend... Ten bucks a pack or more on the, you know you know how expensive cigarettes are. Have you seen the cost of them when you go into the news and smokes places these days? How expensive that, they are! It's insane. That's a, this is a good story, and that's exactly right. Uh, you know because it's it's almost like for example uh, the, the one that's there the the very young ones uh, that would hang out uh, you know where one would pick up. Uh, south of Ashton, they get on the I-5. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, it was, uh, actually it was a story that was broke because they looked so uh, well-kempt uh, that they seemed out of there. Uh, and it was it was kind of uh, like a game. And so there is this discretion that we do use, and, and it's something we need to do, especially in this day and age. Yeah. And I would also add that if you had suffered a stroke, maybe the best thing to be doing is not to be smoking. Just saying, you know, if you've already suffered a stroke. And by the way, I don't know Nathan. I just, I'm just i just talking about this as an observer of someone who sees him going through the traffic, okay? It's uh, 21 after 8, but anyway, we'll certainly share the New Year's resolutions. Let's talk about the other news here coming up, all right? You good with that? You got it. All right. Back with uh, Dr. Powers here, where past meets present. Number is 770-5633. My New Year's resolution, more beignets from Artisan Bakery. Mm, good. Artisan Bakery Cafe new owners McKay and Jamie and their two sons invite you to come enjoy unique European-style pastries made fresh daily in South Medford for over 18 years. Bake goods the way they ought to be. Delicious and out-of-this-world satisfying. One memorable bite after another will leave you wanting more. From cupcakes to almond bear claws, rich butter horns, fruit-filled scones, Cupcakes, beignets, and more. 1325 Center Drive next to South Fred Meyer, 245-3500.
When choosing a contractor, you need a professional. Clauser Drilling's professionalism starts with their organized office staff and continues with their experienced field staff. A family-owned business, Clauser Drilling employs qualified individuals with diverse skills and experience who share the same passion. This means dependable results you can trust. Don't take a risk on your well contractor. For drilling, deepening, or repair, call 541-476-7795 or visit clauserdrilling.com. Serving Southern Oregon since 1971. Thanks to you, they're great customers. Bill Meyer with Sharice from No Wires Now. So glad I switched a dish. And if your listeners have DirecTV or cable TV, they're paying too much. And you made it easy to switch. Plus, I got the Hopper DVR and Dish's very cool voice-activated remote. Call today, tell me what you have, how much you're paying, and I think you're going to love Dish. I'll even help you lower your existing internet and cell phone bill. Call Sharice like I did. 541-680-5875. NoWiresNow.com. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Internet and cell phone service are not provided by Dish. The Row Gardeners, sponsored by Grange Co-op. We try to control weeds with other plants, plants that will grow in place of the weeds. Using that kind of a strategy, we can then make sure that we are doing pest control so that we're not trying to kill every insect on the face of this earth, only the ones that are harmful to our plants, and it just seems to make sense. Talk to Stan Live Saturdays 10 to noon and a Sunday morning encore at 9 on KMED and KCMD. Traveling for the holidays? Well, Pure Talk has you covered because they just added international roaming to over 30 countries. And here's the best part. There's no rate increase at all. Now, Pure Talk still saves the average family almost $1,000 a year with talk and text and data plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. Now, from your cell phone, just dial pound 250, say the keyword, save now, make the switch, and do it now. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250, keyword, save now, and start saving on your wireless right now. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Welcome back to The Bill Myers Show. 106.3 KMET, 99.3 KCMD. And The Bill Myers Show never ends. You can get the podcasts on BillMyerShow.com, also through KMED.com. All right. Back with Dr. Powers. Dr. Powers, we have a deplorable Patrick who wanted to weigh in on something we're going to dig into. This has to do with the fentanyl theft and uh, people who are allegedly dying because of this. And, uh, Patrick, go ahead. It's on your mind. <clears throat> Hey, Bill, like you and like Dr. Powers, I try to pick up a little knowledge along the way. And what I've learned is that if you take, um, if you are giving someone water by an IV, if you just give them plain water, they'll immediately go into shock and I suspect die uh, a little further along the way because. Mm-hmm. Uh, completely disregarding any contamination. If it's plain water, you go into shock. It it has to be saline solution, the same salinity as the blood, or you're in trouble. Yeah, Doc. And the nurse, I would would think the nurse would know that. Ah, yeah. And you see, uh, there there are two aspects coming into this. Uh, The use of the tap water, uh, which contains uh, contaminants 
and it's infectious. And so if you replace the fentanyl that's being used, IV, in a patient, uh, one of the aspects in what the people apparently, allegedly have died from has been uh, infections. But the other thing which really uh, amazed me is that fentanyl is used uh, and approved by the FDA in intravenous uh, situations uh, because of pain management. Uh, because it is actually uh, an opiate. It's a synthetic opioid drug where people, for example, who might have a tolerance to oxycodone, uh, will go ahead and to uh, will they'll, they actually use it much more commonly than anyone would ever have known, also as an anesthetic. Yeah, and I didn't realize it was as commonly used. I, I talked to a nurse, in fact, oddly enough, in um, I think it was Prov the other day when I was. Uh, having some exam, we were talking about this, got on some other things and had mentioned that, yeah, we, we have fentanyl at the hospital, but it's, you know, it's in compared to the street drug though. It's like micro dosing by comparison. It's a very, very, very tiny, tiny doses that they have available in those bags. It's, it's astounding how, how yeah, small, how much you have to dilute it in order to make it work. Right. Uh, it, it, you know, it has to be used, uh, uh, you know, very delicately, of course, and you're right uh, in terms of that. But what's happening here at, at Rogue Regional at Sante uh, is that the sources now are saying it's a criminal investigation. And uh, the other one, Bill, that really stood out to me is that sources are saying that it could be as many as on KOBI-5 was saying up to eight to nine died. Yeah. Hang on just a second here, Doc. By the way, uh Patrick, I appreciate your call, okay? Hang on, and uh, and thanks for that. You know, um, I had mentioned earlier that I received some tip on this right before Christmas holiday weekend, and I had uh, reached out to authorities and could not get back authority or any uh, response from authorities on that for some reason. And I don't know if it was just because it was the holidays and people are just thin or on vacation, whatever the case. And then I went on vacation, and then I figured, well, other people are going to have to take care of this, you know. And then uh, Kobe ended up uh, breaking this. But do you know this nurse, and what I was told here is that this nurse was fired, but why do you think a nurse would not have been arrested immediately on some kind of a manslaughter charge or something? Because, you know, just the stealing of the drugs itself would be a chargeable offense, would it not be? I don't think Measure 110 made it less of a crime to uh, steal medical drugs from the system. Any thoughts on that? Well, you know, the the contact that you made uh, could very well have started to unravel all this because it turns out that uh, in uh, November uh, of, of uh, 23, uh, that uh, actually it turns out that, that uh, a Grants Pass resident received a mid-December phone call right. uh, about that it was uh, that his brother's death was caused allegedly by an infection after the hospital nurse replaced fentanyl with the non-sterile tap water. And that was when, and I think it started going there, and yeah, they called that person. But, you know, I was told, though, that one right. of the, I was told by another listener who couldn't come on, works within the hospital system, so of course, as always, everyone's concerned about their jobs. I get that, right? Nobody wants to be the squealer on talk radio. I get it. But uh, what they had mentioned is that a real challenge that we're facing is that nurses are disciplined 
not by are really disciplined by the uh, Oregon Nurses Board. I think I, I may have the name, uh, but it's actually a state board of nurses that end up doing the disciplining. And as part of the disciplining, would not something like that have been turned over to law enforcement? I, I don't know what the protocol is on something and, like that. And you, you know, know? You, that, that issue uh, is one that's very well presented uh, because these infections are supposed to be uh, what are called central line infections, uh, you know, to Medicaid, to the Oregon Health Authority, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to various uh, licensing, uh, different, uh, uh, all these state agencies that have responsibility over this, but it wasn't done. And part of the reason, too, is the fact that uh, this this is a really big story, as you're pointing out, uh, especially if you have this many deaths, it will become uh, national. But it's a huge class action lawsuit that's coming in. That's what I was wondering. And, I, and, I, and I'm wondering if that's why, you know, you're not going to get Asante to say much, because I would imagine if you were their attorney, you'd be telling them to lawyer up and be quiet, right? Wouldn't you? Well, you know, actually, uh, you know, the, the hospital uh, was apparently releasing statements addressing water quality concerns mm-hmm. uh you know back- well this wasn't a water quality concern this was a nurse quality concern ultimately right absolutely right and it was criminal uh and uh, they just uh, uh you know back apparently uh, uh you know about nine months ago they, they first started just saying we had a central line infection between uh september 2022 and february 2023 in icu uh, one in, in another one being non neonatal intensive care, another one in the corny care unit. But the thing, and then another uh, statement comes out with water quality rumors. Uh, you know, a, a a well, that kind of strikes me as almost trying to throw up a little bit of sand in the air. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, and and actually, uh, the what's going on here is that this is going to be a nightmare for Asante rogue regional because on a class action lawsuit this is going to bring in where you're going to have national attorneys trying to get involved and of course local attorneys or regional which are very good oh yeah is there a possibility is there a possibility that this uh, fentanyl and uh, an infection death uh, case could it actually damage the the entire corporate structure of asante could it be that big in your legal opinion uh, first of all, there's there's going to be internal changes that will have to come out based in terms of chain of command. Uh, and then this is going to be coming out more, Bill, as we see, because once once you start having the litigation starting and the first depositions coming in, this is going to be, and it's so unfortunate because the Santee Rogue Regional has such a good reputation mm-hmm. For a lot of good reasons, and all you need to have is one bad apple that yeah. can really, you know, create a horrible situation. Yeah, that that nurse could have just as easily been over at Prov, right? You know, honestly. Oh, uh, at, at, at a doctor's office, uh, you know, in terms of and an anesthesiologist. Uh, you know, in terms of the anesthesiologist. Uh, so you're going to have a number of factors coming in here as to why wasn't it caught. Mm-hmm. Apparently it was caught. Uh, and I feel very sorry for Asante Rogue Regional. I, I, and I, I feel sorrier, though, for the people that were the victims, and I know you would too. I get The part that has uh, concerned me about this is that I wonder if they, you know, the, this talk about 
infection in the central lines or that we had a problem with the water quality. I wonder if the hospital thought they had an infection problem in the water quality, but it ended up being more of the water quality issue almost covered up. Not that they used it to cover up, but it covered up the reality of it, which it seems to be criminal intent of what was going on here. See what I'm getting at? That's a good point because, uh, you know, where where it's coming in is that if you're, uh, and I don't, I'm not a doctor of this, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, if, you are, if you are diluting uh, the, the fentanyl with sterile water to go ahead, as you're pointing out, uh, minimizing and, and doing it in terms of almost a microscopic approach because you're also using it as an anesthetic in addition to pain, pain medication, that that could be coming up. And so uh, those up on the, the top levels, uh, will be, of course, saying, you know, we should have known. Uh, we didn't know. And you're right about being having a great concern for, for the patient families, of course, for the people who died. Uh, you know, that is true. But in this type of, of a, a medical type of hysteria, uh, once the personal attorneys get in there, uh, we're talking about uh, depending if it goes to trial, half of the monies are going to go to the personal injury attorneys. Oh, oh, yeah, they're going to want to be all over trial. this one. Is Are there limitations in Oregon law on what you can sue for in malpractice? I mean, I was on the jury of a malpractice case, you know, so, you know, or a, you know, a standard of care type thing about a, a little more than a year ago. And so I'm, I'm really interested. I, I don't know. Are there limitations on what you can sue for on something like this? Do you know? They come in, uh, but conceptually, uh, uh, you know, if you're getting into the area of willfulness and gross negligence, yeah, uh, that 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 is a different test that comes in. Yeah, the willfulness though would seem to be on the behalf of the fired nurse, right? Well, uh, you know, the the tarp, you know, except what's going on is that one of the 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 aspects that came out, oh, some decades ago. Uh, is that if you had, let's just say, uh, at this time, it turns out that since the person was let go and since the police are investigating, let, let's say that there was malfeasance. Let's make the assumption because mm-hmm. everyone right. is saying that there is. Yeah, we don't know. It certainly, it certainly looks bad, though. If you have the hospital calling a couple of the victims and saying, yeah, we believe that your loved one died because of this, that's serious. That's real. Yeah, the, the fact that they would even admit that. Right yeah, on the phone. Precisely made, but you see what happens is uh, the law will then, in the way it's changed, will go in and say, "Okay, there was a failure to warn." Mm-hmm. There, there are these all these different aspects of, of strict liability that you're seeing, uh, and it's just straight malpractice. It's straight uh, uh, product liability. Okay, all right, and that one way or another, though, ahead. we're talking about millions upon millions. That are, that are and be. then the, the big fight also, Bill, that we're going to be coming into that you won't hear as much, but it's going to be very big internal, uh, uh, even it could be amounting to quasi-litigation between the insurance companies, the various malpractice ones having to do with individuals involved, doctors, anesthesiologists, uh, versus a hospital. This, this is a very big complex type of legal 
an awful uh, sad situation. Yeah, could you even find uh, people, could you even find colleagues pointing fingers at one another like, hey, you should have noticed this, or I should have, or no, I had nothing to do with this, oh, you should have known. Is there going to be a lot of that kind of stuff that happens in these sort of cases you should have known, even if you didn't? And, and that's another excellent point, Bill, because what will come up is that as you lawyer up, as individuals, let's say uh, an anesthesiologist uh, who is, or a, a, a doctor who is a pain medication specialist, I'm just bringing out concepts, mm-hmm. uh, that those people then, uh, the, the uh, hospital say, why didn't you know? Uh, and then what will happen is they lawyer up. And so the lawyers then get involved in all these, and that's where you get very contentious, which I've seen, uh, in terms of, of, of really good personal injury, personal injury attorneys, that the depositions, which normally in a garden type of case are, they're important, to, of course, to the client, but they're not important to the attorneys because, you know, you'll say, hey, where are you going to? Oh, I'm going to another deposition. But here, it's big time. It's wearing big pants. Yeah. This is where you're going to see some real fireworks coming in, just in the depositions. I, I would imagine. My question would still be, why do you think the nurse wasn't arrested once the person was fired? Because it would seem to me that just the fact that you stole the drugs should have been legally actionable, wouldn't you think? Oh, especially when you look hindsight, which is 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're all looking backwards, and that's one of the, the, the issues that comes in in terms of malpractice is that you can connect the dots, whereas when you're looking at the dots, uh, let's say two years ago, uh, you, know, uh, the, uh, you know, the nurse maybe said, oh, gee, uh, I, I could have made a mistake. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I could have put in sterile water. Oh, yeah, that could be. Yeah, that could, maybe that's... Uh, tap water. And, yeah, and maybe there were excuses given at the time, but you still, hey, you stole the drug, and then boom, out you go. Okay. Oh, and you see, this is going to be ripped apart, uh, and it's going to be coming out like, why didn't you find out? And mm-hmm. these are going to be the questions that are going to be asked by the attorneys involved, uh, and it's going to be, it, it really is, again... You know, we are sorry for the patients, of course. Uh, you know, I lost a brother two years ago. I know how that feels. But on the other hand, uh, the, the, the Asante Rogue Regional, Rogue Regional is, is going to be really ripped by this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, is, this has to be. very good. Yeah. It's a community organization, and the board is very good with very good individuals. And, and this, like all, will pass, but it's going to be only after you get the last settlement done and you have the money put in for the class action. And law, boy, it's and uh, you can sign off. Yeah, you know this is going to be ugly. This is going to be an ugly one for sure. Hey, Doc, hang on just a minute. We'll be right back and uh, with more of this. Seven seven zero five six three three. We're talking about uh, well, we're past meets present. Now we're talking about uh, the past medical issues, and uh, now uh, erupting in the present of twenty twenty four on KMED and KCMD. Hi, it's Bill Meyer. I switched my home and auto insurance to Sky Park Insurance, an independent insurance agency with providers like Progressive, Safeco, and Foremost, just to name a few. Steve provided better coverage, including earthquake, and still saved me money. Whether it's home, auto, investment properties, boats, RVs, life, or umbrella, call Steve for a quote. 541-261-5444. That's 261-5444. Or visit skyparkins.com. At Sky Park, we make insurance easy. Siskiyou Pump Service and Rotary Drilling Company takes pride in ensuring their customers get fresh, clean water from field to tap. 
Here's a recent review from Mike. I am so grateful for Siskiyou Pump and Rotary Drilling Company. This outfit gets a 10 out of 10. When they say they are going to do something, you can trust that it's going to get done to the highest standard. The drilling team knows their stuff and developed a well, producing 28 gallons per minute. Providing fresh water for Rogue Valley residents for over 50 years. Visit SiskiyouPump.com. Bill Meyer for Wellburns Weapons. Wellburns has the latest in suppressor technology, the Griffin Armament Bushwhacker 46. This new generation Bushwhacker 46 is engineered to be more compact and durable with higher performance and more mounting options than its predecessors. And its suppression flexibility, amazing. 450 Bushmaster, 458 SOCOM, 308 WinMag. The Bushwhacker 46 will suppress practically everything in your gun safe. Incredible versatility. See it today at Wellburn's Weapons on Crater Lake Highway in White City. Good morning. I'm Molly Smith with your NBC5 morning news update. We're continuing to follow a police investigation into multiple patient deaths at Asante Rogue Regional Medical Center. Multiple Asante sources say as many as eight or nine Rogue Regional patients died. They say a nurse in the intensive care unit replaced fentanyl pain medication with tap water. Our sources tell us the tap water, which is not sterile, led to multiple infections of pseudomonas. This situation is referred to as drug diversion, and it isn't unique to the Rogue Valley. Just last year, nurses from Boston, New Hampshire, Wisconsin, and Montana either pled guilty or were sentenced for drug diversion while working at hospitals. According to various reports, fentanyl is one of the most commonly diverted drugs. At this time, no one has been charged with a crime in the Asante investigation, but police are still investigating. We reached out to the FBI and DEA for comment, but haven't heard back. And several groups in Ashland are teaming up with the city's Parks and Recreation Department to organize Christmas tree recycling this weekend. Scout Troops 112 and 8112, Cub Scout Pack 112, and the Ashland Lions Club are all participating. The tree pickup is on Saturday morning. There is no charge, but donations are, of course, welcome. The recycled trees will be turned into wood chips, which will then be used throughout city's parks. For additional information, head to troop112.com. And that's a look at your morning headlines. For NBC5 News, I'm Molly Smith. This hour of the Bill Myers Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority on post frame and steel buildings for over 20 years. Tired of having to wait weeks to have your vehicle looked at or even just have the oil changed? Stop waiting. Call American Rencher Garage. At American Rencher Garage, we have excellent appointment availability with quick turnaround. Every service includes a complimentary multi-point vehicle inspection so you can make informed decisions on your vehicle services and repairs call today and drive with confidence american rencher united through service across from elmers 499-6673 499-6673 what's that sound that's the sound of downy unstoppable scent beads going into your washing machine and giving your clothes freshness that lasts all day long there it is again. It's like music to your ears, or more like music to your nose. That freshness is irresistible. Let's get a Downy Unstoppables bottle shake. And now a sniff solo. Nice. Get six times longer lasting freshness plus odor protection with Downy Unstoppables in wash scent beads. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD. This is the Bill Myers Show. Dr. Dennis Powers, retired professor of business law. Great person to have on as we talk about what's uh, going on at Asante this morning, too. Wild Sam and Steve. Steve, you had a comment on that with the doctor? Go right ahead. Yeah. Um, hey, w- one perspective on this whole thing is the last 
three years, basically, nurses have been put through hell with the COVID thing because mm-hmm. they had to work extra shifts. They had short staff. They had to do things that they knew probably weren't wrong. Or weren't and right, so actually, were, you know. That weren't right, yes. And so they were put under a huge amount of pressure. Now, I'm not excusing the person for doing this, but in terms of litigation, that's a real problem for the hospital. Would you agree with that, uh, what Steve had to say, Doc? I do, because what Steve's bringing up is this morale issue. Uh, And the morale issue uh, was, for those of us that were going to Asante, and I will continue to do so, of course, we had a situation, uh, you know, where, uh, you know, nurses, because of COVID, uh, if they didn't get a shot, uh, were told they needed to leave, and you'd have nurses coming in. I remember one nurse that was checking me came from Palm Springs, and they were brought in uh, at uh, double to three times the salary. And then to have this hit at the same time, and there's numbers of very good professional there, uh, RNs and, and and med assistants. And you're right. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that he brought up that part about the uh, traveling nurses. Now, we don't know if this was a traveling nurse or not. We're not even implying that. But what does make me uh, wonder, though, is that I know that even with Linda going in some of the uh, clinics, both with Asante and Prop, is that um, some of the most experienced, most experienced hands in the medical world were fired during that time. And most likely being replaced by people perhaps of lower level experience and may not have had the experience to even recognize what was going on. I'm just I'm just saying a for instance, you know, is that something to even uh, consider that what uh, COVID policy did, it just ravaged the hospitals here in Southern Oregon during those periods, these yeah, periods. See, that, that, that uh, interim uh, was also one to where uh, having other nurses coming in at greater salaries versus longtime ones who were not would certainly be a real morale issue. And then also... Uh, we also had the situation of very good doctors and nurses who left for other uh, uh, states, if you will, to Idaho or to other places that we all know about. And, and this was really a direct result uh, of this, uh, you know, Salem approach towards showing a total non-help uh, to the medical system, which was not shared by the by other states in this country. This morale issue was yeah. one that was really brought up, and it really is one that's very troubling. I don't know if that'll have any play in the uh, in the liability or the, the trials or the, you know, the way it gets settled, but it's something to consider. Mary, you wanted to weigh in on this, too. You were Dr. Powers, and, uh, and you had something had to do with the Medford water supply. I thought it was interesting. Go ahead. An interesting wrinkle here. Go ahead. Well, that's what I thought, too. Just a strange coincidence, which may be, mean nothing or may mean something. Um, Friday, the story broke on KOBI. And then on Saturday, I got my Medford water bill. And they always have a paper insert, just like the, the Pacific Power. And in the insert, <clears throat> along with a lot of little tips, blah, 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 was the fact that they were going to spend a certain amount of money to get rid of bacteria at the source of our water up at, I believe it said, Butte Creek. And the water there comes from the Rogue River. But they were going to spend, you know, $80 zillion to make right. the water 
get rid of bacteria in the water. That's what they said. And they mm. said that we will notice no difference in the taste of our water. And <clears throat> I commented to my husband that I thought it was strange because Medford water is listed by whoever the gods of water are in the top 10 in the state. And the other thing I thought when this thing broke is just what you were referring about the um, number of nurses that were fired because they wouldn't take the shot. Um, and we had all these traveling nurses that didn't have the same um, connection to our community, et cetera. And we're still paying for that. I mean, still people that need surgery, if it's elective, um, they're still being put on hold for quite a while. That the number of nurses that we fired in this valley, we still have not caught up with. So it's just a one big mess. And um, I'm quite confident that the person that did this was a, a crook, you know, or like Sentinel, her or himself. But I don't think it was an accident at all. I, I, I think that they clearly, even if they were overworked, you know what you're doing. And yeah. you certainly know. Yeah, you know, the, the thing about uh, tap water, that doesn't make sense. And that yeah. didn't make sense to me at all. But, hey, Mary, I appreciate the call. Doc, any uh, comment on what she had to say, what Mary had to say? You, think? Uh, you know, excellent call because uh, unintended consequences. And one of the aspects that given tap water, given uh, this, one of the uh, attorneys, well, it's so easy to add someone to a lawsuit. It's just saying, hey, John. Uh, add XYZ company uh, because we might be able to tag them when we get into deposition. I think there's a connection there. And so Medford Water is certainly, uh, is, is, it could be uh, added, not to say that they should. Really- not to say that they should be, but you can see it all coming. That's the way it, they're looking for whoever has the money, right? Who who are the deeper pockets, right? Uh, you know, that, that they are. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, a number of situations that are coming up as they get into the facts. And then the, the, the big problem is, is how do you, from a hospital's point of view, release facts uh, that you uh, feel could be a problem uh, without going ahead and saying you are, quote-unquote, covering up? Yeah, indeed. All right, uh, Dr. Powers with me. We'll, we'll grab one more call on this. Uh, hi, KMED, KCMD. You're with Dr. Powers. Who's this? Uh, this is Logan. Yeah, Logan. Hey, I want to see if Dr. Power has an idea of when these when more nurses are going to get paid from this original lawsuit for not taking the jab. I know lawsuits can take years, but I mean, it's been almost two years now. My wife was got her religious exemption, you know, and they still fired her. I mean, when when do you see light at the end of the tunnel for uh, for us us rowing that boat? That's an interesting question you know, about the people who were fired. You know, it looks to be illegal. What do you think here, Doc? And, and and see, this is again where we're coming into with you know this cause, this concept of unintended consequences of of the firing of nurses, and that in itself uh, is one that attorneys have had very uh, uh, litigious differences on. Do you think that there is uh, going to be a real push to wrap these up? I mean, he's he's wondering, you know, when there's some relief at some point. When do we ever find out? Well, you know? that you know, that is the situation, which is really the crystal ball. That is a real problem. Is is there a way that you could even put an estimate? Is it a one year, two year, three year, ten year type thing? I mean, when you you've looked at these kind of cases, the history of them, just curious. You know. You would like to, especially for the nurse that's involved, but as we've seen in the slow, slow, tedious 
uh, motion of the quote-unquote wheel of justice, it takes time, and also it just, it, you know, attorneys change. Yeah, and you can't, in other words, you can't really put a prediction on that. You just can't. You can't. You'd like to put a prediction on. I've been in that situation with a client would say, well, well, when are we going to be able to solve this? And, and my answer would be, we will use this approach. Uh, it will depend also as to whether we can get this settled out or whether they're going to throw another motion in where we're going to go ahead and do it. And remember, the thing is, is uh, what we're going on is this imbalance. Uh, personal attorneys and personal injury attorneys are on contingency. They put in the time. They'll try to get their expenses covered. On the other side, the defense. The defense is getting at, you know, let's say, what, 250 up to $600 an hour, uh, and they're well-deserved in, in, in terms of what they're, they're, they're charging, except depending if you're the client who's paying for it. So you have a, a real situation here where you'd like to say, yes, there's going to be an end. But it, it's almost like saying, uh, well, you know, what type of, of meditation is going to win to where we're going to be able to come across and win this thing? Yeah, and it, it'd be like saying, hey, when is January 6th? When are the January 6th who's going to get their constitutional rights back there, too? Question for another time there. Uh, Doc, I appreciate the call. I, w- I wish there was a, a better way of putting this. I know that... Uh, State Senator Linthicum has been big on uh, this uh, this grand jury investigation of state COVID uh, policy. And I wonder if one of the reasons why this may take even longer is that you're really going after a government policy through the administrative state. That's going to be a tough one. It's like, you know, you can see how hospitals will say to a certain extent, well, we were just doing what we were told through the because uh, we're Oregon Health Authority. We're regulated by them. Any thoughts on that before we take yeah, off? Yeah, you're, you're going to be having, uh, you know, a number of these arguments coming in. Uh, on the other hand, in looking at the core, and this is just uh, my uh, anecdotal feeling and personal opinion, is that when you look at the severity of what's happening here, we're given the confirmation of deaths uh, from what would be a wanton act. And you see, the problem, Bill, legally is that, uh, that I didn't have a chance to get into is that on willfulness, typically that is not going to be able to be used uh, as a defense by a, a, a hospital, let's say, as to the willfulness of an employee. And mm-hmm. it's a concept that goes into product liability as well, because the, the hindsight going 2020, my friends, is saying you should have known. And failure to warn, and, and we're seeing where uh, if the in one deposition they show that they knew being uh, one person and a manager coming up knew about what was going on, and the hospital was releasing these PR statements because they didn't know where they were. That is where you start getting the unraveling coming in. It's a real nightmare. All right. Uh, well, just to leave this as a, a an excrement show that will be revisited time and time again over the coming months. All right, Doc, we appreciate you being on, and we'll uh, catch you Monday. All right? Thanks again. Okay. All the best to all of you, including your listeners and yourself and Linda. And Happy New Year in spite of it all. Take <laughs> 56. Johnson Builders is the leading authority of post and frame construction in Southern Oregon and Northern California for over 20 years. Save on shops, garages, barns, and covered riding arenas during their winter sale. For commercial, industrial, or residential, they have you covered with the lowest pricing of the year while the winter sale lasts. Visit www.johnson.builders or check them out on Instagram at Johnson Builders Corp for ideas on your project. Financing available. Johnson Builders, building for your future. 
If you want to enjoy everything an active and vibrant senior community has to offer, the Springs at Anna Maria Medford is the right lifestyle option for you. Life is easier living among friends and neighbors in stylish private apartments with large balconies, all while fully supported by our team of dedicated caregivers and service professionals. The Springs at Anna Maria is located in a quiet neighborhood close to Rogue Regional Hospital. Call to schedule a tour of the independent and assisted living community, 541-774-1822. Hi, I'm Randall from Advanced Air, and I'm on 106.7 KMED. 858, we'll have some emails of the day. Emails of the day sponsored by Dr. Steve Nelson at Central Point Family Dentistry, centralpointfamilydentistry.com. And by the way, in-house, in-house lab for their crowns. You can get the crowns same day there. You wait like 30 minutes. It's really great. Find out more, centralpointfamilydentistry.com. Betty writes me about, uh, so Bill, the murders at Asante, I'm really surprised by the fact that there is so much distilled water used in medical fields. There has to be many gallons of it everywhere close by, but the nurse allegedly used tap water. It's very strange to me. You know, Betty, it seemed really strange to me, too. Didn't make much sense. We have another person who wants their name left out of it. Bill, in Asante three times last year, had to take a blood test for that. Oh, the blood test for what they were, what the other patients had died for. Uh, died, died from, all right? Very interesting. Appreciate that. George writes me, Bill, I believe that uh, more more commissioners means less control for the people of the county. Oh, this is uh, referencing, once again, the charter change that uh, they want, or that they, being the Democratic Party, mostly wants in Josephine County. They want to do that in Jackson County, too, George. And you have to be on the lookout because this is uh, this is an undue agenda in my opinion. And finally, Karen and Larry write, Bill, the boys in the boat scheduled through Wednesday at Tinseltown. It is a great movie. We enjoyed the principles and morality of hard work and teamwork presented in the movie. We heard about the movie from uh, the guest host on Hughes Hewitt's show last week. The guest host uh, had a guest that said it was the best movie he'd seen in a long time. Thank you for your program. Karen and Larry, thank you for letting me know. The email, Bill at BillMyersShow.com. We'll have Wheels Up Wednesday tomorrow. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins will be on the way uh, shortly here after the news in like 10 seconds. This is by Coastal Media's KMED and KMED 